I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike home kit is out now. Buy it today along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the Fatback 4. I'm Gav. With me, I have a still drunk Shawnee, a mm-hmm. recovering Keith, and in tip-top form, Kev. Um, this show is brought to you by Bobby's Wish to Walk. Bobby's Wish to Walk is a campaign to get Bobby to America to have his treatment, like Sienna, and he needs €150,000 to do that. He's topped 100 so far. We're getting close, but we will talk about it later on, and we will... Um, remind you later on um on tonight's show we're going to talk about the community shield we're going to talk about players we're going to talk about city crying all day and and wouldn't take that medals we're going to look forward to fulham and um anything else in between but first of all let these lads explain themselves keith did you have a nice weekend yeah i did gav yeah 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 i had a nice i that was yeah i had a nice friday i had a nice friday i was at a wedding on friday and it was a late one Mm-hmm. and yesterday then was an early one mm-hmm. the early start so i've been sort of chasing my tail since then but plenty of singing you know yeah. loads of sing songs what was your, what what was your highlight for? of the weekend because you, you you you've, you're like a jukebox when it comes to drinking and, and singing highlight uh, when it came to the singing we were struggling to get the sing song going and residence we, bar like resi bar yeah right. so we i settled on the the drifters oh um Wow, Saturday night, at Saturday night at the clock. movies. I know where I'm gonna go. Good yeah, song, hard to hit in the middle. Song. Yeah, well, that's where you hope everyone else joins in with you. Of course, you, can just you slip do. and then you can you slip can away, go to bar, yeah, exactly. and let them get through the verse and come back. Yeah, I understand. Exactly. That. Yeah. So, um, if you're wondering why Keith's looking a bit worse for wear, that's because of it. It was a wedding that lasts. That's into its tour day, by the looks of it. Shawnee, <laughs> um, you went out on Friday after work for a quiet, sociable drink, and you came back an hour ago. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's not too far from the truth, yeah. <laughs> this is great. I sound like like um, I don't even know. I always sound like I need. To, I sound like Sean Deutsch. They should have just changed yeah. the name. It's a bit Katie Taylor in there as well at the start. Yeah, now, uh, yeah, it's been an eventful 
bank holiday weekend so far and I say so far because it's not completely off the cards that I end up going back out after this podcast. And <laughs> yeah. Are, are you sitting there thinking cure even though the days are over? You know the way you get a cure the next day? Are you thinking 11, 11, half 11 cure? Yeah, I don't know whether the kip and bed or the vodka and Red Bull will be more beneficial at this stage. I think vodka that's when we're going to call it quits. Yeah, now a uh, good weekend so far. Brilliant result yesterday. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyed the game without worrying about the game. Um, but I'm sure we'll get on to it. Good stuff. Kev, how was your weekend? Quiet in comparison to these two party animals, that's for sure. That's mine. Yeah, a few points today, but other than that, got home for the Formula One and just chilled out and watched the Euros final, watched Liverpool tonight. Come on here and chat about football. Good stuff. Normal Sunday. Happy days. <clears throat> I went out today. I had two points while I was out today at the All-Ireland. And I better get this right because I'm not very good at the, the gas stuff. So All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Championship Final. There's a lot of words in that, isn't there? There is. Um, me defeated Kerry to go back to back. Um, it was a lovely day out. And I have to give a shout out to a, a girl called Jenny, who um, while I was having a beer, come over and said hello to me. Um, frightened the shit out of me, by the way. I went, Gaff? And I was like, who the fuck is this? Uh, usually what Shawnee does when he gets accosted by people. And uh, she was like, no, listen to the show. Love it. Um, want to just say, I wanted to come over and say hello to you. And best luck to you and all the lads. So, Jenny, if you're watching or listening, um, there's your shout out because it was nice to see you today. Now, injuries. I want to start with injuries. Keith, I'm going to come to you first. Oxlade Chamberlain is being confirmed as um, having a serious um, injury while we were on tour. Um, Kanate's gone off tonight with a knock. Okay, to his knee, but it looks not too bad. He walked off the pitch. And Jota is still out. Three, you know, well, two big players and one that you thought might be on the move if everything was went all right, but that injury probably scuppers any move. But are you, is there any concern here for you, Keith, uh, you know, couple building up there before we get to the first day of the season? Listen, Kanate could be all right. I think Kanate might not be all right, but okay. we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be concerned about that, depending on what happens. Um, the Ox team, I don't think he was going to go. Um, I don't think we'd be able to sell him now. I think injured. Unfortunately, a bit like Adam Lalana before him, I think his story of his Liverpool career is just going to be injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, I think we can we can survive it out with how Ox got there. Jota was a was Jota a hamstring or what was Jota? I can't remember. What I can't even remember because he got it. Didn't he get it? Did, didn't he get it on international duty? Yeah, um, it seemed innocuous. Jordan then played a little spate of a uh, Nations League show at the end of the season. Ridiculous yeah. carry on. Um, See, innocuous ones that are worried, Keith, because um, yeah. Uh, do you remember Divock Origi missed the last day of the season over a small knock? Yeah, hasn't figured for AC Milan in pre-season. Hasn't even been in a squad, yeah. No. So that, they can be worried, can't they? Yeah, they can be. Um, but look, we've enough players in them forward positions um, that we can survive for a few weeks, I think, without Jota. And Ebu is the one, that's the one that's worrying me a bit. And look, we have players that can cover there as well. So ultimately, a roundabout way of saying, I'm not overly concerned about the injuries at the moment. If everyone picks up injuries, you know, pre-seasons are always a rushed, condensed pre-season. There'll always be little bits here and there, I think. I think we're all just 
uh, mentally scarred from a couple of years ago when everyone dropped like flyers in key positions and that really set us back. You know, could we put out a strong 11 without those boys featuring in it? Yeah. Um, let's just wait and see. Um, David's saying a great deal hamstring for Jota. Lord of reoccurrence of his hamstring. So, you know, a few weeks out, but you wouldn't think it would be too long before he comes back. Um, but let's just let's just wait and see. The Canada one, I thought, while he played on, he didn't look comfortable at all yeah. um, from the minute it happened. Um, Sam Tandy saying, club said Canada should be fine, but they need to check it out. Again, if you've seen the challenge, innocuous clashing knees, looked like a little bit of a, a buckle. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see with that one. I'm hoping that's not not too serious. Just a little, little tweak or something. Curtis Jones as well like, on crutches. Um, yeah, Macker says Curtis Jones on crutches today and a boot cast. Um, where where has he picked that up? The only bleeding him off for two minutes. Fuck's sake, um, Shani. You know, the midfield stuff always comes up. Um, it, when an in, when a midfielder goes down injured, and I think a lot of people did expect maybe Ox could move on, but that probably, as I said, probably puts an end to that idea. Um, Jota, it, we've seen it since since he went on international duty, and he hasn't been seen in this preseason really, bar a couple of training sessions. Um, Canate, we have to wait and see, but are you are you comfortable enough with look? We have enough cover here, and they're not they're not long term, and they're not major in the bigger in the in the bigger scheme of things because you know Ox doesn't play an awful lot of football for Liverpool Canate we don't know on and it should, it should be okay and Jota's probably three weeks down the line to recovery anyway yeah to be honest look <clears throat> no disrespect to any of the players that could be potentially missing from what, I re- what I'm hearing Klopp seems optimistic regarding Canate's injuries which I don't think in the past he would always be more lean on the side of being negative in those cases. Mm-hmm. We've heard him saying before, it doesn't look good and we'll check it out. But he reckons Canada will be all right based on what I'm saying. Jota will be back when he's back. Curtis Jones, look, there's a car of players there who once they're off it, we'll be all right no matter who else is around them. That's just how I feel about it. So I think I'm actually... I'm confident enough going into this season. I think this is probably as ready as we've been for for a long time. And one thing I didn't see anybody allude to yesterday was the lack of depth on City's bench yesterday. When I looked at their bench, yeah. I was going, "Yeah." But Kev, said, Kev, has, Kev has gone on about it. <laughs> well, Hill's over the last couple of weeks. Said who's missing? <clears throat> Art is missing and Stones. Yeah, but look, who's going to push onto the bench? Who? Okay. So I, I think they've walked it out. I think they probably need another two or three in the window. And that's who I kind of set the benchmark against because I think what we saw yesterday was that no matter what business anyone else does in, in the league this season, it's going to be us twos again. Toe to toe, I reckon, until uh, till near enough the very end again. But we seem to be more prepared than they are, if you ask me, even in what we're trying to do. Um, obviously we're going to grant their styles of playing systems and that but it seemed a little bit forced for them yesterday I didn't think City were playing their usual game thought it was very weird that Bernardo Silva was literally the deepest line midfielder for them he was like a deep line 
playmaker. He was taking the ball out the centre half. So yeah. I think City might be trying to reinvent the wheel. And there's even talk now that Bernardo Silva could be gone in the next couple of weeks because there's strong, strong links to him going to Barcelona. There's talk of of there actually being <laughs> something there. So I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I just looking around the preseason. Arsenal have impressed. Chelsea are all over the place. United are bringing Fergie back. Ronaldo's walking out of Old Trafford at half time. And we seem to be the best position, I think. So I'm not actually worried about injuries because, like I said, Alisson is expected back on Saturday. Once Van Dijk is fit, once Fabinho's fit, once Mo is fit. That spine, I think, will see us through most games. Um, and I, I, I just choose to kind of remain optimistic on this side of things because one thing I've learned in the last few years following Liverpool there's literally no reason a point of worrying or being concerned about these things because there's absolutely nothing we can do about them. It's something that's completely out of club's control and our control is just part of the game. And you just got to believe in in the, the players that are there. Look, look, some of the players we had to run out today because they didn't get minutes yesterday. This squad is is, is really, really it is good. And uh, people are just discounting the likes of Carvalho and Elliot as midfield options because... To, it's not what they were initially brought in to do but they're, they're way more than capable yeah. um, Kev you know Shawnee says it there you know we just go on we look prepared and stuff like that and if you think about it you know Ox happens early in the pre-season alright Kanate happens tonight which is fair Jota hasn't been involved in pre-season so it's not like these three players have been injured against Strasbourg tonight no no or, no or, or Man City yes and you go for fuck's sake we prepared all this and three three players are out is it it's just the way it is Kev you know everyone mm. has injuries everyone has players coming back everyone has new players coming in that has to bet in um <clears throat> It's just the way it goes, Kev. Like I'm seeing people in the chat going, we should have signed like the midfielder shit was coming back again. Um and I keep saying it, we won't sign a midfielder unless one leaves. Um you know, <coughs> is it just one of those where you go, Look, we look. we kinda know this is we Barkanate is not tonight. <laughs> we know what we're facing going into the first day of, of pre season, even without an ox injury. I don't think he gets near it. No, he doesn't, but Klopp left himself an out when he said that the that the club were done. Barring major injury. Or if someone wants to leave, the mm-hmm. club were finished in the window. Ox is finished. Is if that's the kind of hamstring tear that they're talking about off the bone, then his career is over at Liverpool. He's done. They're talking about October. It's not going to be October. It might be October by the time he starts training again. Then you're into the World Cup in November. Then you're into January in the next window. So for me, while the transfer window is open, you've got a chance to address it. And you'd be a fool to neglect it. It's he's always been the player most likely to cover Mo and play in League Cup games or you know games if you wanted to rest players. So, and he's on the he's at the end of his contract. He's not going to be sold. He he's not going to pass a fucking physical anywhere. So you, at, at times in transfers, you sometimes you have to bite the bullet and. While the window's open and you can address it, you should address it. It would be a different scenario if Ox tore that hamstring on the 2nd of February. So you, sorry, are you, the are you of saying September. to me that what, what's happened to Ox there, the club should address this? Address the Ox situation now. The midfield in the window. situation. Well, I don't I think don't, it's a midfield. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a midfield. Apparently there's reports saying that Liverpool are 
confident of striking an agreement with Dortmund for Bellingham. Saw that. In a, in a, in a capacity where he may come in as early as January. So, okay. But Kev, are you, are you saying, Kev, that to address the Ox situation, you would need to bring somebody in? That's the only way you can I would be it. looking to, Yeah, I'd be looking to bring someone in, in, in this window. Okay. Klopp left himself that out. Yeah, he that did, yeah. He did. If there was a major injury. And let's be honest, you strip it back. Fabinho and Henderson are the six and the six cover. Henderson will play in the eight and Naby's his cover. Thiago will play on the other side and Naby's his cover as well. Then you've got Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, and you're trying to blood in Carvalho. And James Milner. And James Milner is the substitute substitute. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the cover for the cover. Yeah. Uh, right back, left back, and across the midfield three. If there's something that can be done, a la some I mean the problem for me is you look it's not a midfielder you're looking for. You're looking for someone who can cover right wing as well as do a job in midfield. That was Ox. Ox was the right wing cover who could do a job in midfield. It was hard enough to re- to find a cover for Trent. Finding a cover for Mo Salah is nigh on impossible because he doesn't get dropped and he doesn't miss games. And you've got to convince a player who is good enough to come and play for Liverpool if anything does really happen. And by the way, you might not play. But that's why, you know, the transfer lads that we have at the club are at Liverpool. They're, it's never going to be an easy task. But they did it with Simicass. <coughs> so they might have to work their magic to try to do something in this window if it's possible. But it's not going to be easy to do. Yeah. And people so- talk to you about the likes of sign Musa Diaby and stuff like that. Musa Diaby is any kind of player. He's not coming to Liverpool to be the understudy for Mo Salah when he's already starting for Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? People, you have to be a bit realistic about, you, you're not going to get a premium top-notch player who's broken through and is a, an international quality player. Yeah, it's the one spot. It's the one spot. It's, in the it's a horrible that's, position. It's the one spot in the front three that's absolutely nailed. Yeah, up. and that's why having Ox was the bonus. You know mm. that he could cover that. He could cover midfield, and he was experienced enough. That he had a bit of nous about him, so and he was comfortable in that position. He was okay in that squad role. So finding that is not going to be easy. Sam says he wouldn't be surprised if you sign him a midfielder now and not register Ox in the squad as he is out till at least October but then won't play till January because of the World Cup. Um, Ola Cunley says Harvey Elliott will be the more understudy in his opinion. I also think Ox getting injured will give Fabio and Martin uh, etc. some chances. That's the other thing. Let's get into the, into the community shield. Liverpool 3, um, Man City 1. And without going through it, like, you know, minute by minute, the lads done a great show afterwards last night, looking at it in some sort of detail and, you know, going through all the massive highlights. I just wanted to pick out some some standout stuff, I suppose. Keith, I'll come to you first. Um, our style of play and the way we were at City, the way we walked and walked and walked, it's something that we see all the time from us. It's something that I expected because City have played two two preseason games, I think, before they played yesterday. But you know, we, we got we're away at Salisbury during the week and we play quite well and we lose one nil. But was this just us again stepping up and going, listen, we, it's it's a community shield, we get all that. But we need to make a bit of a statement here. Internally being both clubs they feel like they needed to make a statement there yesterday. Yeah, I think you know, these are the best two clubs in England. Let's make no bones about it. And they're miles ahead of the rest. And 
when they play, whether it's a community shield, the FA Cup semi-final, whatever it is, these don't want to give the other one an inch because it's all psychological as well. As well as what it is on the pitch, it's all psychological. And to get a, to get a little jump on them, look, you don't win anything, but we're going to talk about the game and the things that happen then and the amount of positives we can take from that will hold us in good stead going into the Fulham game and beyond. So, mm. yeah, I think the fact it's Liverpool at City, it gives it extra spice. And the games with them, they're always great games with Liverpool and City. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it's a community shield, whether it's a, you know, league games, Champions League, cup games, whatever it is, they're always cracking matches because they're just two excellent teams, excellently coached teams. And you're looking at nearly the most, not it's a bit hyperbolic or whatever, but two of the most perfect teams that you've seen in England because their managers are perfectionists. They're, they're so well coached and well drilled city to the point of micromanagement Pep Guardiola's micromanagement is off the fucking scale and then Klopp with the the fact that every player knows his role you're looking at two absolute juggernauts and um, people play down that rivalry all the time but it's absolutely brilliant um, and Liverpool just came out with the traps yesterday City two, two pre-season games is it enough? No I don't think so but they always do this you have to take advantage of it. They have a tough start against West Ham. We've gone in and we've, wouldn't say bloody their nose, but we've given them a shiner. And I think it's nice um, to get to get off the off the mark in that sense because Liverpool were good. Do you know what I mean? City, City were good for a, a, a few, I wouldn't say a few minutes, but one period at the second half, the second half of the first half, City came into it. But Liverpool were better than the, the, the majority of it. And then the second half, I thought Liverpool... But a much better side. It was interesting looking at how City lined up um, with Haaland. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on and talk about him in a while. But you could see, not struggle, but there was a few runs that were being made that weren't being picked out. There was a few um, a few times that, that the creative players had the ball and he made runs and you could nearly see them saying, Look, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they weren't used to him and he's not used to them. And it's it's interesting that they haven't played more games. Do you know what I mean? Like whereas he, he, we... He is a difference, isn't he? Like, <coughs> you know, City, when they're creative players, get it, you'd see their other creative players making runs on the inside channels or, yeah. you know, not, not so much behind, but they get into little spaces. Whereas he's central and he wants to be, he wants to try run behind. And you, like you say, their creative players are looking going, we don't really play balls in behind. You know, um, it was a bit strange, wasn't it, to watch? I was surprised he didn't play more friendlies. Just the fact that it is a big shift on how they usually play. Do you know what I mean? It's not, look, it's a forward coming in. It's, it's a world-class forward coming in. He will adapt. There's no doubt about it. But, the fact that it changes the, you know, we've we've said it before on these shows. They like Liverpool, really. They don't play with a striker like, and City more so play with like number tens all over the place. And it's a big jump for them. And I'm surprised they haven't tried to do more uh, game wise because it looked very fucking like they, none of them were on the same page. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'll look forward to seeing how that goes. West Ham first game will be difficult for them. Do you know what I mean? So I'll be curious. Um, will they have it ironed out in the next week? You'd imagine so. He's gonna he's gonna pick up goals. He's he's not gonna miss chances. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But it was just two absolute juggernauts. Um, 
you look at it, the the narrative was all about Haaland and then Nunes sort of comes in and I think, you know, has the better performance, obviously, but it was a good game all round. I thought Liverpool, Shawnee said at the start, were very well prepared coming into this. Do you know what I mean? We look up for it and we look prepared. So, yeah, happy days. Shawnee, when you're looking through pre-season, you're looking for minutes and you're looking for players, you know, you see the, you see a bit of... Um, you can see the legs going in certain certain areas of certain games. But I suppose when you go into this community shield, personally, I look at it and go, I just want to see how sharp we are. You know, if we went out there and we're really sharp yesterday. We're gone for 90 minutes. We're creating chance. We might miss a few. We lose the game. I kind of go, whatever. We look ready. But that package yesterday, Sean, it did look like it was fit, strong, and over and above it all, whatever changes we made, they looked like they knew each other inside out. And I'm talking... I'm talking the likes of uh, Darwin Nunes. I know Carvalho comes on very late, but you see him involved. You know, and no matter who we brought on, they all just seem to know their job and we're straight <coughs> on it. There was no kind of, ah, you wouldn't do that next week against Fulham. They all seem to be on it, Johnny. Yeah, and look, it, it just happened back to a point that we so often made on, on, on here about systems. Look, that's what really good coaching and management does. It, it, it kind of gives you this skeleton to build off that. No matter how you put in, once they have some sort of ta- technical ability and tactical acumen, they will fit in the team. Um, obviously, we're actually looking ourselves at changing it up a little bit this year with more of a, a focal point on the side. Alan Nunes, but if you actually look, yesterday, Bobby starts the game. So we're still playing the same game. We've become accustomed to all down the years with club, and I think that's actually what made us look far better for City than probably what, what would you argue the first hour definitely. Yeah, obviously they had chances, but I think uh, we just look more comfortable in our game plan yesterday. We look fitter, we look sharper, and I think it shall be. I think we were the better side over time. I don't think the scoreline flattered them as well at all, and. You could see they were breaking it down on the on the analysis yesterday. You could see Haaland was making them runs, but I don't think what people haven't really mentioned yet is like we say it and people think we say it just because to be bitter or something like that, but it's not like City's football is boring as fuck to watch. Let's be honest. The corners, but in my opinion anyway. Uh, I think that football I think that football is very risk adverse. I think they take so few risks, they leave themselves minimum opportunity be exposed on counters or anything like that they'll pass you to death and they'll score the same goal look at the score they scored yesterday literally nothing different from what they were scoring last year and the chances Haaland was gathering up it's going to take them time because for the first time for me I've seen in De Bruyne where it looked like his decisions were being forced for him he, he was trying to force it into Haaland I don't think he and look that's like like a pre- like a pressure on him, Shawnee, that we have yeah, to do this guy in everything we do now. Yeah, but not yeah, you can act like one of City's best one of the Bruins' best attributes is is, is decision making is normally perfect every mm-hmm. single time. And I think look, it's gonna take time. I've no doubt in my mind Haaland is gonna score goals in that team. I don't think in the same way that shouldn't be the knee oh, do 20, the, 25 plus across yeah, easily, easy. Yeah. Easily, easily. Like and look, that's just the how it is. I think we just look more comfortable in our game plan and we looked more able to bring players in 
and change it up. Like you seen, I thought new look, you got a bit of stick. People are getting on me back, but I don't really give a bollocks. Step on next time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, step on. Send me the 100 euro, and if he doesn't score 225 goals, I'll send you back 200. How does that sound? Um, um, it, he was he really impressed me in the game against Salzburg. Seeing a lot to his game where you're just thinking, okay, just got to follow to him, the little bit of sharpness. And there was times in the game yesterday where he really impressed me with his link up with Salah and his movement off the ball. And look, he's going to be a nuisance. He comes on yesterday and he changes the game, wins the penalty, he gets he gets the decisive goal. So it's all looking good uh, for us at the moment. And then you even see Carvalho's little. little at the end, yeah. You know, <laughs> He looks like he was born in Liverpool jersey. Yeah, he's in, what age is he? Nineteen, I think. Nineteen. Like when we, one thing I noticed, and the, that lad who I can't say his name is another example. Back Players come into our team, and only boy due to that physical profile, you could probably be able to tell that he's a younger player. But they don't play like younger players. They 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 play with experience. They play with. Like Harvey Elliott plays with such maturity. Carvalho, what I've seen. I think that's the only thing that's kind of holding Curtis Jones up, to be honest with you. And I'm not the passion, but I just think sometimes decision-making is, is very poor. But it's that of a 21-year-old player his age. It's something you can't approve on. But I just think this system we have at the moment is scary in terms of throwing players out. And that's why that this lad who's been featuring in pre-season I actually wouldn't be surprised if he's included in a few squads and playing games because he does look ready. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, Premier League, well, um, yeah, playing with Cavalio. No, the, what's oh, the? What's oh, back to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, people would turn around and say, "Hey, you're doing this shit." Look, I just think there's so many options in this team. I don't know what way are going to line up against Fulham, and if we don't know who are Liverpool fans, it's going to be hard for Fulham to tell. Any team could be named next to Saturday at half twelve. You could completely change system, and that's the beauty of having these players sort of available. Like I'd like to see Bobby come into a bit of form because I don't think he hasn't lit her up in preseason. I think he had a little bit of a break, but look, that's not to say he won't. Like they just are, they were brilliant. And then I, I'm saying to me mates, like I think if Haaland stays fit, City will be hard caught in the league, but. In the same breath, I think if Thiago says fit, you'd be doing well the best Liverpool in any don't, competition. Don't rob all my players now, Sean. I want to talk about it. Give us all a chance in a minute. But Honestly, that, that's all I'm... That, that, would be my, that was my main takeaway looking yesterday in terms of injuries and stuff like that. I think there's just a core group of players at Liverpool. If they're available, they won't allow us to have bad results yeah. because it's, they're just that good. And Dicko says, I've actually seen opposition fans say we should be banned from domestic comps because we build that nonsense. Um, I presume <laughs> you mean the, the national anthem. Um, the funny thing is, the people that give out, and I, I keep, I'll keep going back to it. The funny thing about this is, the people giving out about Liverpool building that national anthem are the same people that within hours of that game being over will be on their social media accounts giving out about the government of the, of the United Kingdom. Simple as that. The same people. Yeah. It's just that um, I seen another guy today said, "Look, check this fella. Out. He just keeps mentioning scousers and Liverpool fans, and he's getting thousands of likes. And this is the way you play the game on social media. Correct. Just mention Liverpool, and you're, yes. you're absolutely flying." Um, 
but Kev, Shani mentions there about how comfortable we looked with players coming in and, you know, he said it could be a change of system against Fulham, but I seen something um, like it was average positions on the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. And Bobby Firmino was literally sitting on the halfway line, right? Yeah. And Nunes is 25 yards clear of him. I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike Home Kit is out now. Buy it today, along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores, online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. And Liverpool didn't miss a beat. Like, it wasn't like, oh, he's gone right up front and we're going to have to start hitting balls into channels or hitting them at his head. Liverpool did not miss a beat. What he actually done was, he said, right, we'll we'll actually put a gap between our midfield and and our central forward and then in that gap we'll, we'll cause havoc and we just we just look so prepared Kevin we looked so no matter who came on because he talks about uh, Carvalho coming on he said he actually left it late because he wanted to bring him on earlier which is a sign of how uh, we trust him and I want to get on to that in a bit but he but he was worried about set pieces he, he didn't know what way they were going to sort it out so he left it for a bit but Kev we changed without changing system we actually changed system in a huge way there yesterday and we don't look like we, like I said, we don't look like we missed the beat. We just went on and went, oh, he's up front now. Great. get Just hit it a little slight bit longer into his feet. And we play off that and then we just cause more. If you look at Bobby's position and Darwin Nunes' position, and then you look at where you see Trent playing, when either or are on the pitch, it's Trent who changes his position. Trent will drop slightly deeper when Darwin's playing and he'll be more advanced when Bobby's playing. Yeah. It's just one of those little quirks. We, we'll probably play three or four systems within a game, depending on the situation of the game. You know, we're well capable of playing 4-2-4 with the current 11 at start, and we're capable of playing 4-1-4-1 off the ball and playing the counter if we want to do that. We play back three if you want to do that. There's, there's no one way that this side plays. There's many different ways that this side plays. And you saw it in the DNA of the players who played tonight because it they, they especially Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott tonight for 90, for the full 90 minutes was pure energy up and down the wing. You know, he was in midfield. He played up top. He was just, give me the ball and go and give me the ball and go. And he looked absolutely phenomenal. Forget about the result tonight. There were players that played tonight that looked like they just wanted to wanted the ball and wanted to impress. Carvalho, another one, played in the false nine role. Had two or three really good chances. Did really well against a, a side who finished sixth in the French League last year with senior players in that in their eleven, and they were playing against the kids, and the kids did well. Young Chambers did really well tonight at uh, left back. Really well, really quick, you know, and good delivery on him. Put really good crosses in. But the difference between when Bobby plays and when Darwin plays, Bobby is a traditional proper false nine. He 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 brings everyone else into play. And the hope, I think, for when Bobby plays, Luis Diaz has to contribute more in product, uh, yeah. goals and assists. He, he does everything really else. Now. Yeah, he works really hard. He does everything really good. And then he'll get into the box and he'll take a shot that'll hit someone or he'll overhit a pass or it, it's it's... I just want him to start contributing more in the end product. 
and that will come when the season starts. You know, we're only in pre-season. It does, it's not the be-all and end-all. But at the same time, you'd hope in pre-season that he'd have knocked a few in by now. Yeah. Or he'd, he'd look threatening to do it at least. And he just, he seems to me at the minute, he's almost like he wants to pass the ball when all I wanted him to do yesterday was stand Kyle Walker up and run at the outside of him. Salah did it in the first minute against Cancelo and he had him in his pocket for the rest of the game. The first thing Salah did, he stood Cancelo up and he went outside him. He went on his right foot and Cancelo couldn't live with him after that. Moore, Moore was just absolutely having a ball yesterday. It took Darwin, I started Darwin. It took Luis Diaz until the 80th minute to run at Kyle Walker and he got away from him. He had the ball at his feet and he ran past him and he went after him and he went past him. Yeah. So he can do it. It's just, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or if it, I don't want to make a mistake thing. I think it's more of a tactical thing at times. Sometimes, yeah, but other times when he, he's got the ability, he's got the raw ability, he's got the pace, he's one of the quickest players in the league. You know, just run at players. And if it doesn't work, fine. But you'll scare the living shit out of the fullback. Yeah. You'll absolutely terrify him. But the one thing I would say is, Kev, is that at times you're seeing Lewis Diaz be really, really wild, get the ball, you know, approach a defender and try to attract somebody else and, he, and straight away he's off to Thiago and Thiago's looking to play from there and we're trying to commit players across the pitch so we can switch. Um, I want to get on to, I want to talk about two players from yesterday because I thought everyone played quite well but Keith, I'm going to start with um, Salah because yeah. there was a lot made about his form at the back end of the season quite rightly. I don't think he was very good at the back end of the season. There was a lot about his contract and um, that went on until about a month ago and he signed an extension and he looks, his body language just looks completely different to me. You know, he, I'm watching him play there yesterday and he looks like a guy with a huge weight off his shoulders but he knows how fucking good he is because I thought he was majestic yesterday. There's one flick in the first half when it gets played into him and they're hanging out of him. I don't know how he manages to do it, but he gets the ball through. I think Henderson runs beyond him and he gets it to him. And like Kev said, he's, he's gone, he's gone past Cancelo as if he's not there. They're doubling up. Ake was absolutely fucking terrified of him. Um, Ake just does not want to get close to him because he knows he'd born him. But Mo Salah yesterday gave us, from me, Keith, a taste, I hope, a taste of what's to come because he looked so free in what he was doing. Head up all the time. Head up all the time looking for um, opportunities to pass and go. Go past players, take shots, strong. You know, everything about me has to keep. I, I was drooling watching him. Yeah, yeah, he was excellent. <laughs> he was brilliant. Um the thing with Salah, I, I, I don't think it's harsh to say he was fucking brutal in the second half of last season. And it was the contract was playing on his mind. The AFCON, the World Cup qualification, an awful lot of stuff. And what came with that was the fact that it was his teammate and, and his rival, for want of a better word, for all the top gongs in Africa. You know, the African player of the year and all these sort of things. And you could see he was just taking sort of... I think he, with Egypt, I think he too much is put on his shoulders. And anyway, it's a and I think... Team. It's terrible, uh, but the whole thing. Do you remember there was there was issues a few years ago, wasn't that with the blade and the the sports minister and all was giving him shit, and his family and all were getting threatened and all this stuff. It just seems like it's it's a bit mad that um, the pressure that comes on with Egypt, and I think he felt that that was maybe his last chance at a World Cup and. Pff, Maybe an Afcon as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired from international football soon, to be honest. Um, but I just think 
that played in his played on his psyche and the 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 contract thing as well. He looks a different player now. You know, even in that game yesterday, I agree. I think, look, we all, I'd say we all like Cancelo as a player on this pod. I think we've all waxed lyrical about him as a as a, a right footed left back. You know what yeah. I mean? More than capable to play there. So creative for me. He was absolutely, I'm going to say he was muck yesterday. He was Salah had feet. him, Salah had him from the very start, as Kev said, and he just drove at him and drove at him. But what I find with Salah, and I think we've seen it at the start of last season, was an evolution of Salah that I think is going to carry on now this season. He, he always was the main man, right? We know he was the main man in the forward sense in the team. But we saw the, we saw the, um, it's Paul Smith's at the same. Sorry, Kev. Salah didn't have the better of against Cancelo. Paul Smith comes in here. I don't know what's going on. This is someone's blade born or something, but you watch a different game to me, mate, because Cancelo won 100% of his dribbles yesterday. Yeah. Fucking torched the whole game. The whole game. And as I said, didn't get dispossessed. Yeah, we we all would say Cancelo's a good player. Do you know what I mean? We give Cancelo his props, but I don't know how people can look at that and say Salah didn't get the better. He absolutely roasted him. But I find that the, the evolution of Salah is he's becoming more of a team player. We saw that at the start of last season. The amount of assists he was getting, it wasn't all just Salah head down, and which it sort of became again in the second half of the season when he got a bit desperate. And I think we're going to see that now. He's going to play... You've seen it yesterday. He's attracting players to him and he was flicking the ball out. You know, he was getting that. Um, the goal. The goal for Trent is one of those. There you go. Sets her up. He was involved everyone's in everything. everyone's thinking he's coming in to hit that on his left foot and he just banged I thought it. he was. Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah. Everyone yeah. did. Like, if if you walked into court with evidence, you would say <laughs> the chance of him hitting that ball towards the top corner is like 99 times out of 100. But now it's just like, bang, here, Trent, you, you whip it in. Yeah. It was, I, I just thought he was absolutely... Oh, unbelievable, Shawnee. Shawnee. Salah knows how good he is, right? But is the change in personnel up front something in his own psyche that's going to benefit us? And what I mean by that is that Firmino's still there, but I think he's going to become a lesser force in this Liverpool mm-hmm. side, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not right now, Firmino. I I love him to sign an extension because I just love the fella, right? Well, Mane is not there, right? You have Jota, who's still youngish, right? You have Fabio Carvalho, you have Luis Diaz, um, you know, you have all these players. Does it is it going to benefit us where Salah's going to walk in there and go, I am fucking brilliant, but I'm going to show these, I'm going to, I'm literally going to nurture all these players into what they need to be because let's be honest, in three years' time I won't be here, but these still will be. Is that kind of leadership role that he's taking on? Because I, I always seen him as a bit of a leader in numbers, but I didn't see him as a leader in in temperament and stuff like that. He's he's, he's always yeah. cold. But do you, do you know what I'm trying to say to you? He, I think, it's like a new role he's taking on. And I think it's just he looks like it's like a breath, a breath of fresh air from. Forced, I'll be the first to say, Salah bogged the life out of me last year. The way it went on, all this talking in the back end of the season. But look, listen, it, it's part and parcel of the game. If you actually think about it, Salah has ran a fucking muck since the day he's come into Liverpool. Yeah, if I'm being honest. And it, yeah, that for want of a better term, he is acting the bollocks, and it's just held against him because the four season was the record breaking him. But like you, you're talking about character there and leadership, Cap. Something he doesn't get enough credit for 
is the 2021 season when the arse is hanging out of his all and he scores so many fucking vital goals in the run-in towards getting top four. He never flaked. He never gave up. He didn't piss and moan. He just got on with it. He dragged the team. People probably don't know what I'm talking about because like many look probably like me, just want, want to put that season out ahead. Look at his celebration at Old Trafford. Yeah. When he scores the sealer. Look how much it means to him. I do I do agree with you to an ex- to some sort of extent where you look and say, Yeah, it was the front three of three Mane, Salah and Firmino. That that famous tree. He's the last one standing now, if I want of a better team. But not even that. He's probably arguably better now than he was than at the, the height of that. Because this is the best Salah I've seen. He was fucking electric yesterday. How you could watch that game of football and say he didn't get the better of his man. There was about three around them at once. At <laughs> Everyone once. that came near him, he got the better of him. Like, it was mad. And, and and then the, 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 he had him down the corner at one stage. Yeah, go on, go on. Does does a does he hit the bar now? He hits one over, but there's a bit of skill in the first half where a ball gets raked out to him. Right now, people associate skill with rolling your foot over the ball or throwing a step over or a shimmy or a little a feint to the body, but he lets the ball run just a little bit. And it, Messi is the best I've ever seen at doing it. It's like he puts a touch on the ball when. You're not supposed to put a touch on the ball. And it's a little slight nick that completely takes Cancelo out of the game. I don't know whether he's remembered. The ball gets whipped over and he stands him up and it looks like he's going to go. But he just takes it. It's the slightest touch. It's like he almost doesn't mean it. And he completely obliterates the defender. The ball drops to him, guy, and the ball's coming in. You know a player is inconfident and in form when he's standing on the ball and running the studs over it all the time and not passing it with the inside, just, just rolling the ball off the people. And that's what he's doing. He's playing with supreme confidence. The fella's in incredible shape. He always will be. Look, I think the, the contract will lift a, a big thing off his shoulders because now he's thinking, right, I'm valued to the extent where I feel I should be. They've they've honoured, they've uh, they've rewarded me with this contract and I'm going to continue to kick on because obviously his contract is still incentivised for him to to score a load of goals. And he looks hungrier. And that's that's not something you can normally say when someone signs one of these big contracts. He looks hungrier because we're all saying, this is probably his last big contract. My bollocks. I bet you most he he backs himself to be at thirty four, still moving the way he is now. Still sitting there, going, "I'll take another two years." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Give me more money on another two years because I have literally been, which will be nearly at this stage. I've been one of the best attacking players in the world for the last decade, because that's what it's going to be nearly. Yeah. He, he will back himself because that's what he does and he has done. He looks ready to go, and he is a notorious quick starter. In the Premier League for Liverpool, mm. I think he's he scored, scored on the opening day of every season since he's been here. Yeah, look, yeah. It, it, just in terms of like fantasy, Kev, if you don't have him, you're <laughs> he's fantasy football. He's fantasy football royalty. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. If, if you're, you're not captaining him in the first weekend of the season, you know, he, he's I have he's, him voice captain. Yeah, he's honestly, he's, he's looks like he's going to fucking blow the guy. He's got to do a madness. The thing is. Right, I'm not being funny. 
Haaland is under pressure to score goals for Man City, right? He really is. Because Sterling <clears throat> and Jesus are out the gap, all right? Yeah. They just are simple as that. If Nunes doesn't score until October, Mo will probably have 15, 16 league goals by then. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure it really matter. And I'm not, I'm serious. He could have 15, 16 league goals come the end of October, November. He's done it before. He's 20 goals at Christmas before. Yeah, you know, like, the games are going to be coming thick and fast. He plays every week. He's always healthy. Like, what can you say? It, he's literally he has everything in sight this year. And look, it, it's frightening for them because they would have been expecting an Abamyang type drop off. Where uh, Lucas Salanel can't be asked, but he looks hungrier than ever. Kev. We've spoken about it's kind of maybe a new role in the squad because of the personnel around him. But the way he's playing is the variety in what he's doing, again, going to bring good things to him. And what I mean by that is that we've seen Mo so many times, like we, we, we picked out one instant there for the goal in particular. We've seen Mo loads of times come in and try shoot, hits it over, hits a defender. You know, the odd time he might turn on his right foot and try something, but... The variety that you seen there yesterday, right? Where he'll go by a fella. He'll come inside a fella and hit a pass. He, he'll lay something on for somebody. He'll just tear someone in a new arsehole going by them. The variety that you seen there yesterday that you wouldn't always see in games, in fairness, because Mo Salah is very direct and very hungry. We seen a video last week of Curtis Jones going, you only run when you see the goal. It was a joke thing, but there's some truth in it. Where... Well, it does not because he works very hard for Liverpool. But what I'm saying is, where he he becomes very tunnel visioned when he gets near goal at times. Is the variety that you see in there yesterday going to benefit Mo Salah in the in the long run? Because sometimes you know what Mo Salah is going to do, but if he has that much going on where he's you know back heeling here, laying her off there, going by it on the left, going by it on the right, looking to clip it wide, whatever. At any time he could decide, no, I'm not going to clip it wide, I'm actually just going to go by it, and you don't know. That much variety in his game, I think, could actually add another layer to him this season. Oh, I really a, do. There, there's a huge layer to come from him this season, and it happened at Roma, and you're going to see the benefits of it with uh, Darwin Nunes. Look at what Mo Salah did for Ed and Dzeko at Roma. Look at how many goals he laid on for Dzeko. I think he, he had ridiculous amount of assists for Eden Dzeko in his first in his first year at Roma. He hasn't really played a full season with a target man since. And you saw the runs that Darwin was making. He lives within the 18-yard box. He lives within the lines of the 18-yard box. He's on the, in between the two centre-backs looking to split them. And if you've got someone who's of Salah's ability, if you say to a full-back, right, go and press him, he'll go past you. Stand off him, he'll pick Nunes out. You know, the devil, there's the devil in the deep blue sea. You know, that's the, another it dimension. The, it was the, the, the incident for the penalty yesterday. It comes up to Nunes, he holds it, he plays her off to Salah, and Salah goes at Ake, right? Ake doesn't want yeah. a bar of him. Ake's like, will you ever fuck off, right? But the thing is, Mo just bang, straight in the box room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and and that's the variety I'm talking about because in, 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 that early in months gone boy, the what? early ball, when it never would have yeah. been. But that's what I'm it, saying. And even the months gone boy, Kev, if, if you look at been, man, been like, I'm just going to run at Ake and I'm going to try to get to the end line. I just get around them. Yeah, that it's, always run. Been, it's always been combination play with Liverpool in, in the front three. It, for a period example is the goal he gets against United, 
where he plays the one tier where Man- a man clips the ball over. Mo can be quite predictable in terms where he comes inside, but that early ball, that early clip ball is on now, where he can just clip yeah. it in. And and if Nunes isn't attacking the ball, you're gonna you're guaranteed he's gonna be eating up the scraps and, and looking for the drop because that's what that's what killer strikers do. So I think it's a right point by Kev. It is going to see it's gonna a big time, and I think Mo will relish playing with Nunes. The little, the little, the little. There was a little moment in the game yesterday where Nunes nicks it, up, nicks it in front of the defender and links up lovely with him. That, that, that is only going to, to... And look, that was my biggest concern regarding Nunes, that he wasn't going to be the type of player who actually had not not the ability to do that because obviously he's a fucking professional footballer, but that's not something that I'd, I'd have attributed to him. But it's clear as fucking day. He's well he's able. Got, so he's yeah. got great strength in the air as well, Nunes. There was one header that he tried to direct to the far post, and you could see the leap in him and the power that he was trying to generate in the header, and it only just missed. It's those type of things are the little nuggets you're looking to see in preseason. And it's Do not you know, Kev. It's not like I, it, I don't think you're talking about. I don't think you're talking about like oh a big man up front. We're just going to launch no. stuff at him. No, no, it's, no. It's like that ball yesterday isn't like a winger just gets to the end line and whips one high in the air for a fella to attack. That was just touch out the sala, takes a run and just bends one in towards him. Like exactly. it's actually really it's combination play, but it's just that different, isn't it? It is, yeah. And the other side of it is, it they're the kind of balls that Robertson and Timikas do from the opposite side as well. Yeah, you know, he's um, it's going to take time for these players to learn how to find them. But when they learn how to find them, because they'll read his runs, and when they know where he's going to be, they're going to put it on plates for him. You know, and Salah will be no different. Salah, to me, this season, look, ever since the contract situation is sorted out and his future is sorted out, he's now the main man. He is the captain of the forwards. He's the leader of the forwards. And he's taken it upon himself, like Sean who said, I'm going to show you the way now, like he did with Harvey Elliott last year. You want to develop a physicality like me, this is what you do. You know, and I think he's going to grab those players to get the best out of them. He'll <clears> take <throat> pride in getting the best out of them. You know, he, he knows that for Liverpool to win, we have to hit 100 goals. We need to hit 20 clean sheets. And he can't do it all. So he's got to make sure that he brings everyone with him. And but he's a vital cog to it. He is an absolute vital cog to it. He is our what Messi was to Barcelona. Salah is that to us. He's he's that important. And God forbid anything happened to him because no, um, I, I, I could you know, see and you don't even want to say it because stop saying He's irreplaceable. He's irreplaceable. A fella here with a two day hangover. Yeah, and another fella who's still fucking drunk. I'm sorry. 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 I'm um, More than me, West. I'm going to wreck this. Shani's <laughs> definitely going out. He'll be going out for Sunday Shani's going to lie down now. Come here. Captain Morgan's pissing out before his hair. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> Keith um, I'm going to give you the full shout again, and I want to talk about Thiago because, um, you know, we talk about the pace of Salah. New, uh, I thought Diaz worked really hard and stretched the game for us. I thought the, I thought Fabinho was excellent. I thought Henderson was. I thought Henderson worked really hard, especially when we were trying to get on top of them. Really good. I thought he wasted a couple of situations, but look, it happens. Um, 
But Thiago yesterday was just orchestrating everything to the point where Rodri is on his knees crawling around the sideline trying to get at him. He was, and Sean, he said it earlier, like, you just don't want to see anything happen to him because I agree with him. I think if you keep this fella fit for 30 plus league games this season, I think it's so hard to stop Liverpool because he has everything, Keith. Yeah, he, he's unreal. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you think back to when we signed him and me and Sean, you definitely want, were on a show and we were all fucking waxing lyrical about this fella. And he comes to Liverpool and so many people are trying to knock him. Do you know what I mean? It's the same old story with Liverpool signings. So many people are trying to knock him and, oh, he's not able for this. Oh, he can't do that. Oh, he's getting yellow cards. He can't tackle. He can't do this. He's just a worse tackler than Paul's goals. I think he's the best midfielder in the world, personally. And I know Kevin De Bruyne is different. Kevin De Bruyne is more of an attacking um, attacking threat and Thiago doesn't give you that goal threat. But I've, I've rarely seen a player being able to manipulate the ball the way Thiago does. Lionel Messi can do it. You can make the ball dance, but there's not many. There's not many that can do it. And this fella, you can put two men on him, three men on him, he gets away from them. He does the same one or two little moves, the little shoulder drop. And he can't stop him. I, 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 just think time, I remember the time he shimmied by a fella with using his head. He usually <laughs> moved his head. Nothing on his body, yeah. just his head. And the fella went to the shop for a batch loaf. It, it was mad. It's unbelievable how good this fella is. And, you know, people have uh, a lot of egg on their face. But I think it was quite telling, I think, wasn't wasn't he voted by the players and the team of the year? Um. <sighs> I think he was in the midfield and in the team of the year and, and fans obviously losing that shit of not Liverpool fans. And you're like, players know this. Players know how good this fella is. He doesn't need to be scoring 20 goals a season to be getting the recognition because he is just on a different planet. Do you know what I mean? He's playing a different game to most other players and we have him in that team. And Klopp is, in, is improving him. Do you know what I mean? He's 31 years old and he said himself, Klopp's, Klopp's improving him. Klopp's he played for Pep. Yeah, played for Pep. Pep's a bastard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he's played for him for long enough and I'm, I'm, and he's saying clubs making him run. Own book says, Kev, you would have been barred from Hogwarts. Hogwarts, strong around saying Voldemort's name all day. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kev B says, slows it down, question mark. Only thing he slowed down is non-football brains. Remember when Kenny... down is time itself. Jonathan yeah. says, remember when Kenny Cunningham said he was a liability? Don't listen to a word Kenny Cunningham says, for fuck's sake. There was plenty you know I mean? of You want to be on drugs to be listening to that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you the boiling hot take of the season, and I'm going to go out and say, Thiago Alcantara is the most technically gifted footballer to ever play for Liverpool Football Club. I think he's outrageous. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. Kieran like McVeigh there in with a good shout as well. <coughs> Andrea Andrea Perlo is a world class played at a world class level well into his thirties. No one reason Thiago can't. I one thing I know about Thiago is he's looking a little bit chunky these days. Yeah. A big hoop on him. And that was the yeah. yesterday the big ass on him. Nothing wrong with that. I think he's had to be in the gym. I think he's had to be on a bit of a programme. I think he he looked a little bit more off the <laughs> Rodri bounced off him. Rodri's yeah. built like a bleeding one of them American fridges that has two doors to Andy Young. And ice. And yeah. you know, he can get the ice out of it. He's fucked. The players were bouncing on him. He, like, honest to God, he looks like he's at the beam. He's definitely bulked up. He's looked like he was given a little, little programme in the summer and he's had to come back a little bit chunker. Big yeah. arse on him. 
that Ronaldinho arse. Uh, yeah. I can't go near him because I'm just going to bounce off it. has its own gravitational field. Um, he's fucking magic. You know, I'm just... I'm, I'm obs- it sets so one of the sideline yesterday was fucking hilarious. He's yeah. 27. Because Rodri is trying to climb on his back and he's like, would you ever fuck off? And then he just... And in the slightest small space, Johnny, instead of coming inside, he turns him on the outside, right on the sideline, right? And then another fella comes over and he just goes, fuck off, you, and he just nips up past him. And Liverpool just keep playing. You, you said earlier, Shani, you keep him fit for 30-plus late games and you... I said it on um, Joe Wayman's show. I said on Joe Wayman's show, I think Liverpool win the league. I've put it out there because I just think that every year, right? Um, But I think I usually have some credence to it. And I think that probably is settled in my mind, Shani, what you've said to me. 30 plus games, league, fit, Thiago. I think think it's hard for anyone to touch us. And I don't care who has City have. No, he's just... Look, he makes his take in so many ways. And... He's a fucking battler as well, which is not often talk about the tackles yeah. he was winning yesterday. He put his head in where I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't put a hole in. And that's the gun yeah. on the street. He's, and for anyone who's not familiar with a hole, it's a big I, wouldn't stick. A fucking, I wouldn't put a, a big wooden stick in where he puts his head sometimes, to be honest with you. He's absolutely mad. Like I was watching the game yesterday with mate of mine, he was a United fan. And he just, he was just kind of, I caught, I caught him giggling at him the way how he did. You know what I mean? It's like, does he make you giddy? It's like a little, like a little primary skill crush. You see how you feel all warm and fuzzy. That's what Thiago does for me. We, just, we speak we speak to one of your mates on a nightly basis. Uh, yeah. And he just absolutely adores Thiago, doesn't yeah. he? Look, you're not and he's a United fan. fan. He's a United fan. Yeah, you're not, you're not a football fan if you don't ha- yeah. have that opinion on Thiago and Moya. And if you do, it's like, you're probably one of these people who thinks Ronaldo's better than Messi. You know what I mean? That's just... Yeah, definitely, you're definitely games. ordering cocktail sausages and chips on the, off the menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fucking Garda played in Troukei. But look, <laughs> say nothing else. It's, but Thiago, I'm going to stop because I actually want to go back out and if you keep going on about him, they'd be bank holiday bleed Monday in, in October. I don't even know there is one. But. <laughs> we'll make one for you, Shani. Kev, yeah. um, Thiago, outstanding yesterday. And he just, oh, the big thing for me with him is, and he's a fantastic footballer, but he complements so much of what of the other players we have in the team. You know, you can have a player in that team that's just brilliant like that, but you're kind of going, ah, his fullbacks don't really get forward from the service. He doesn't have fellas that like to stay wide. He doesn't have a fella in behind, you know, the sort of way. But when you look at who he complements in, he knows he can bounce it off Fabinho and get it back. He knows Henderson or Keita, whoever is in there beside him, will walk the bollocks off. He knows he can feed those fullbacks. He knows he has pace out wide. He knows he has a fella that he can throw it into and feed in Bobby or now with Nunes he can go behind. And then he's looking at Carvalho and Elliot and he's going, oh, I love this because they love finding little pockets. And I'll, I'll look I'll look over towards the fucking the cop end and I'll hit one down, you know, towards the, the Anfield road yeah. end. That's, that's what I do. There's just so many players around that complement what he wants to do as well. I think that's that's a huge thing, Kev. It was it was clear why the club didn't have an issue letting Genie go. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they had. He was. It was. Um... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He's one of those players, I didn't think you'd see another Javi Iniesta type player in the modern game because they were being phased out. You know, these uh, technical tiki-taka players who were so comfortable on the ball with without pace. You know, and let, it's, he harasses players. He wins the I ball back. He's, he's, his pressing is brilliant. His counter-pressing, his re- ability to read the game is fantastic. But he's slow as a wet week. He doesn't have, he's not blessed with pace, but he doesn't need it. Kind of like David Beckham playing on the right side of midfield. Beckham never had pace. He just had the ability to pass the ball brilliantly. Thiago is just a shimmy. Just flick of the head, you know, a flick of the hips, whichever. Just move the ball slightly out out of his feet. He And he's just got this 360 vision. He knows where everyone is. And his passing range, his passing range is up there with anyone. Yeah, Some of the passes yesterday, they crossed the way that he switched play for the first goal. And he they kept doing it all game long. Never put one, he never misplaced he one. He switches play, Kev, where he actually it's, puts his own player on the front foot. He never switches yeah. play where, you know, you're going, oh, you know, he's played it kind of behind Salah or he's played it a bit ahead of Salah and he kind of has to adjust. He's literally putting it in Salah's. It's ridiculous. He's actually putting it to Salah where he's going, Salah, imagine yourself jogging with a ball right in front of you and that's exactly where I'm going to put it and then yeah. you can make a decision from there I I think he was absolutely I think he's brilliant. a phenomenal footballer Shani, lo- um, I wish we had him at 25 oh, listen, I, w- I wish he was 25 fortune, he'd be worth it though Shawnee's screen has gone black I think he's covered his camera uh, Tom Bowen reckon he's gone to the loser he could have <laughs> and he's every right to he's having a lovely he take us weekend he's having a lovely weekend I was going to talk about the lineup for Fulham but I'm going to leave it because there's plenty of shows during the week where we're going to talk about that, and in particular Friday night's uh, Premier League forecast show. So, before we finish, Keith, City spent an awful lot of time crying yesterday over certain things. Like Van Dijk lashes the ball in the crowd when <coughs> Salah scores a penalty, and they're all yeah. like, you know, like school kids trying to rat out, trying to go to the headmistress and rat, rat, rat them out, and they don't take their medals. Yeah. They'll it, see that as a... Is there something in that? You've often seen teams not taking their runners-up medals or whatever, but it's a charity shield. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... But that's all what it, it meant. It's telling. Yeah, it's telling. Do you know? And that's because of the two teams involved. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think if, if Arsenal beat them in the charity in the charity shield, they don't give a shit. They'll take their medals. They, they won't think too much about it. But... That showed the the um the magnitude of the rivalry that that's there now. You know, it, it's a rivalry that gets done down an awful lot because from a fan's point of view, they're not real rivals. But on the pitch, these are two of the best teams. Yeah, but this said, is a cigarette paper see. between them. This is it? yeah, it's it is. And again, you know, before we finish up, like 
Pep Guardiola, I love Pep Guardiola. I really do. I think he's fucking brilliant. And I think it's too easy for people to lash him out with. But I'm going to lash him out with, right? He's a fucking milled hoover. Do you see when that goal was given for <laughs> Alvarez? <laughs> you see when Alvarez got the goal? And it took him about six minutes to give the goal. Mm. And he gave it. And then he's about to celebrate. And thinks Pep is coming over to give him a high five. And he starts all this bollocks gesticulating to him yeah. and all that. Telling him what he's doing. Because he knows the camera's on him. Because the camera is on him. And you're like, let the young fella fucking celebrate his goal, will you? You leave him alone. And it's just sucking the blade life out of it. His micromanagement of his players, it, obviously it works. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a fault. I can see game. him and Harlem blowing up. That's, Ali A says Pep said, like that volatility Pep said they took the medals in the dressing just going around to him one day and going, you're a wanker, you know that? Don't but ever try that with me. Ali A, yeah. Ali A says... Ali A says that uh, Pep said he took the medals in the dressing room. Kev B said took them in the dressing room. Arsehole antics. Um, like, who goes and gets then. them in the dressing room? That's actually... He should have just come out and said, no, we haven't done that with the medals. We'd sort it out. Like, but to say, oh, we went in the dressing room and took our medals, that's... If you'd have won, would you have taken them in the dressing room? Yeah. It's like Only Fields and Horses. Have you ever seen Only Fields and Horses where Grandad and, and Rodney have a fight or Dell? No, Dell and Grandad and... and Grandad's disgusted with Dell, point the principal, and Dell tries to give him a tenner, and the Grandad says, I don't want it. And as soon as he leaves, the Grandad goes, Did he leave that tenner? Yeah. That's what Man City's yeah. lads were like there. We don't want them blade medals. No, we Lovely don't want them. Give us them blade medals. Give us them medals. Do you really know what I mean? It's a bit of pettiness by them, and it, but it's a sign, I'm not going to say a sign of weakness, but it's a little, little sliver of weakness, in my opinion. Yeah, Laszlo, Laszlo, I think it's probably spot on on what he says here. He says, you walk up and you take your medals. Take them off straight afterwards, but just be big boys about it. That's, that mm. does show a bit of petulance for me. You know, and and I I don't want to I, I try to read too much into it, but let, I'm going to. Shani, um, I looked at that yesterday and I thought that not taking medals and being beaten, I think, I think that's a, and I could be wrong come the end of the season, but I think that's a fairly big blow Liverpool have landed on them. We're all that together. Yeah. I, I genuinely that carry on. You did that not collect the medals because yeah, but but because it wasn't important. Is that what it was? It was something like that. But why is Diaz roaring in someone's face when he missing chances and stuff like that? Like yeah, yeah. That, that's all. It was just fucking the the same mentality. The coin. I know they won the league last year, but like, let's be honest. Just, just about like let's be now. Fucking the way they carried on, the shit you are coming out with. They're, they're great leaders. They're horrible losers. They're terrible chasers. Um, I think our job this year will be to make them chase us because we seen yesterday they don't have to fucking go when it's not going the way because that's setting an awful example for the likes of Alvarez and Haaland who've just turned up there and oh, that's how you treat it, is it? Does it show uh, weakness in them? Or is it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it's. I don't think. Maybe the desired effect was to be the opposite to say that. Look, we don't accept. It wasn't something like that. Mm. But look, let's be honest. Look, let's be honest. And I'm, I'm not going to big it up. It's the fucking court raiser of the season. The game was played with the intensity as a, as if it mattered. And I think what Keith said is spot on there. Had it been Arsenal or someone else, you probably wouldn't have seen that in the game. But both sides of of both sides were barking at the ref. Both sides were getting in the. It was intense. Yeah. It was as intense a community shield I have seen, you know. And yeah. look, it doesn't normally mean I was they beat us in penos a couple of years back, and we went on to win the league. 
But it's going to come down to the two games against them again this year, I feel. And I just feel we're better equipped when everyone we have is fit and available. I genuinely do because that's their strongest lineup, probably by the part or Stones. That's well, their strong. A lot of people think I, Stones is better than Laporte, and I think that's madness. Yeah, and I, and, and I, I, I think they will lose Bernardo Silva. So I don't know to do. But they're not going to like, lose Bernardo Silva and not bring somebody in, Johnny. Yeah, but Gav, it's not. Yeah, it, just because they've loads of money, it doesn't mean they're going to get a right. I know, I know in. that. I know. I don't that. know who you bring in to replace him now, Danny. Yeah, um, I think they probably would do. Ridiculous. They might do a swap with the young. The young is the young. That's young off the way to that's not like for like. No, yeah, that's it's a not. great difference. It, but yeah. it's it's like for like in this in the position that uh, Bernardo Silva was playing yesterday. Yeah, but I think Guardiola likes more creative players in that, as Sean you were saying, because yeah. I I was shocked with Bernardo yesterday the positions he was picking the ball up in. Yeah, but you have to get someone deeper because this yeah. fellow's playing right up front now. Yeah. They're massively short in numbers, full stop. Yeah, you, Sean is dead right. Sean is dead right in what he was saying about when you at the very start of the show, when you looked at the benches of the two sides, and then you looked at the players that we didn't have on the bench at all. Yeah. You know, and then you do the same for City, and they had three kids on the bench. He didn't use all his subs, and the players. I don't. There's no such thing as a friendly between these two clubs anymore. They played hammer and tongs for 97 minutes, and they wanted to win it, you know, as much as we did. I had the pre, I had pre-game nerves for the first time in months, you know, yesterday when I was l- watching the build-up. Thought, yeah, this is Man City. This is not a, a jokey gimme preseason friendly. You know, if you get a chance to give them a right hook on the end of the nose, you do it, and we did, and we look good doing it as well. And there's got to be a, there's got to be 19 other sides watching that game yesterday. Or eighteen other sides watching that game yesterday, not looking forward to playing us. Scouts of P says Scouts of P says is what it is, Gav. Shithouse is when you do something for your own benefit. In my opinion. Yeah, that's not that shit yes, That yesterday wasn't shithousery for me. That was that that's was shy uh, hawkery. That was petu- that, yeah, uh, <laughs> but that was petulance. You know, like they uh, listen, it's the community shield. You know, a lot of a lot of fans go into it thinking, ah, whatever, you know, and I was kind of one of them. I just wanted to see minutes. I wanted to see fitness where we are and, and kind of forget the scoreline a little bit. But what they done there yesterday was kick and scream for, for a lot of it. And then just take, your, just take your medal like someone says. Take your medal, walk away, take it off, shrug it off and walk away. But, but you can't really shrug it off when you're having to explain where you accepted your medals. Why are you accepting it in the... In what's basically a charity game, why are you accepting your medals within the dressing room? You don't want yourself to be seen taking runners-up medals because Liverpool have beaten you. I think, uh, like I said, I could be completely off the wall with this, but I think that showed something in Man City yesterday. And I'm not saying in, in where they are, but I think they're probably a bit shocked where we are. You know, they would have probably thought... They lose Mane, Salah still won't want to sign a contract. Will be up raw? Will we have this weekly circus? And now they're going. No, they just signed Nunes. Mane's gone fair enough, but Salah signed a new deal, and everyone's back fitting for her. And they probably, you see, they get very annoyed at Liverpool being anywhere near them because they're mm. cheats. And when they cheat, they, sh- they feel like they should have it all their own way, and it's not all their own way. And 
I just I they, they played that completely, completely wrong for me yesterday. Desperate um, for good PR they are. So I'd say what happened there is someone up above Garon says, listen, get them fucking medals. Do you know what I mean? We're putting out a story that you took them medals. There's no way because they But saying you took them in the dressing room makes it makes you look worse, Keith. Yeah, I know. We, 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 legged off the, like, we legged her off to the dressing room to take our medals. Yeah. So the we didn't have the respect. Thing, we didn't have the respect for the, for, the, to, for the community shield or yeah. it raises money for communities or football communities, wherever it raises it for. We didn't have the respect to yeah. see how air ended the bargain they see and take a medal for in a game that, like, it's not a major trophy. It's just a game of football, but it just means a lot more because of the two teams that are in it. It's, 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 it's an it, arrogance, I think, as well. This rivalry is normally battered for not being, well, what would you say, aggro enough. It's yeah, fucking yeah. getting that way. Yeah. yeah, It's getting that way. I'd put, I'd put, I think, I I'd think put a few the, quid, I'd put a few quid on a red card between these two in the first game. I'll tell you one thing, the fucking, the fake love between Klopp and Pep can get the fuck as well because yeah. that annoys me to be honest. I'm starting to wear now, isn't it? Yeah, it's so stupid. Just don't play it like, you know what I mean? I know Klopp's just a nice bloke, but don't fucking play it. And, and I get like De Bruyne. De Bruyne and Virgil are very, apparently, supposedly very close. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. yeah they are really good mates. And you can see it with Thiago and Rodri as well yesterday. Yeah, but they're country start. mates. But yeah. I think Van Dijk said our daughters go to the same school. Like yeah. Our kids go to the same school. Like, and that's fair enough. But don't, don't be buying into this shit that this is on. Look at the way they carried on yesterday. Trent celebration as well, like very musical. I have a feeling. Does it? I'd say there's a respect there, but I'd say there's an equal measures of hate as well. Do you reckon? Do you reckon there's players in a Shawnee that would love it to kick off? Would love it to just go over the top, like, like Trent there yesterday. Yeah, Hendo, yeah. Robo, Thiago. I think definitely. You look at you look at right. You look at. Well, getting off topic here. Well, you look at the type of... One thing that shocked me about Trent, this is probably shallow on my end, but he's a young lad. I, I seen him doing an interview and I was dumbfounded with how intelligent he is, how he carries himself. He's super fucking tuned in for a young lad. You can tell the way he carries himself. He, he's the ultimate pro. Like, you, know, you can see it with him. But I have a feeling Trent to be the type... Trent reminds me a little bit of, um, in a way, like David Beckham, where everyone painted David Beckham as the nice guy, but apparently he was the biggest wanker in the England camp yeah. for turning around and just balling people out and saying, you're not fucking good enough. Yeah. I don't like you. I don't like the way you carry Did on. You see apparently them? that was a big, a big thing with Beckham. And I can imagine Trent hanging around some of them lads in the England dressing room, the likes of Walker and staring and all going, these are all a pack of pricks. I actually have nothing in common. Do you ever get me around yeah, people? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I have nothing in common with any of yours. Yeah. I get that from him. And I, 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 I see get that, that with people him. that don't drink. I, I <laughs> see that with him, where he's kind of going, yeah, you, you, I, I, you're I get not the, from me. I get the you're feeling. not from me. It's going to boil over. Yeah, I get the, the feeling a few yeah. players would like it. Like, did you see Trent during the week? Uh, uh, knocking the cross in for I think it was Nigel Mansell scored the heady in the in the Formula One car. Yeah, it was deadly, wasn't it? Was it Nigel Mansell scored the heady? 
Right, he, in the he car. knocked around the stone bleeding. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it was ridiculous. He's, he's knocking an assist for Formula One cars. Scott Heddies. It was unbelievable. But I I do get that feeling that you might see. Uh, I think a couple of love the boil over, like a, you know, like a real fucking carnage of one of the games where there's just everything going on. Klopp's absolutely loafing pep around the gaff and all will be bleeding deadly. I I there Them city lads are all. Like on the edge of being absolute fucking losing their rag. Look at Jack Reelish as well. He was having rows during the preseason game and all, wasn't he? With America, mm. a show with the keyboard and all. Mm. He's walks a tightrope. He's he's easily wound up. Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker, when he done that blading interview with his England cap on and oh, his Champions League great. losers medal, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That's that's a loser coming out and saying I'm a fucking loser because people... <laughs> yeah, like no, that was, that was a real show of insecurity, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it and they're madness. just riddled with it. They are riddled with it from yeah. Pep all the way down. The insecurity yeah. in that team is fucking ridiculous. Well, I, I hope... That, and like listen... It. They're a fantastic football team. They could probably go yeah. on and win everything this season because that's that's how they show up most of the time. But I'm hoping that Liverpool have struck some sort of blow there yesterday. I'm hoping that, you know, we got off on a run and like Shani said earlier, get out with the traps quick and make yeah. them chase you, you know. And even if that's where they draw the force game, we win our force game and then just make sure you stay ahead of them and yeah. see what happens. I, I do agree. I honestly, I t- I'll tell you what, I honestly think if we can get to the World Cup break five points ahead and we can get most of our players back from the World Cup healthy, we won't be caught. Yeah. Uh, and and I, caught. I, I, I do agree. I think I think they don't... You've seen it in 1920 when we went ahead and they just didn't, they didn't want to know. Um, I hope Shani comes back in now because we're about to finish the show and I don't want to just finish and then he walks back and goes, where the fuck <laughs> yeah. is everybody gone? That's but, my next um, point. Don't mind me. I'm just getting ready to make a quick dash. That's all. All right. Okay. Shani's <laughs> getting, getting changed. <laughs> Shani's throwing on his bit of splash of jupe before he heads back out. Um, yeah, <laughs> anything else before we go? Nah, mate. It's been a good weekend, to be fair, hasn't it? It's, it was brilliant to see the Reds back in a meaningful... It was a proper game, let's be fair. You know, it was not the preseason. Has changed close? Make it. Yeah. Yes. yeah I How do I look? They're always telling you me look, I look right in the chat. You look fucking deadly, Sean. You don't mind look, what anyone lovely. says about you. Come on, lovely. Kev. Yeah, no, it's just great to see him back and sharp. You know what I mean? I, I'm really looking forward to Fulham. I can't wait for the weekend. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for it as well. I'll be in, um, I think I'll be in Dublin Airport watching it before I fly out on holiday. Um, before, sorry, before I get to Keaton, Shawnee, uh, Bobby's wish to walk is well over two towards the way there. Um, we, we need to get him to 150k. Shawnee's acting the bollocks again now. Um, we need to get him to 150k. The link is in the description if you would like to donate. Please do so if you can. If you can't, take the link, send it to your friends, your families, your colleagues, wherever it might be, and get him to that 150k. And when we get him to the 150k, he can go off, get his treatment. It's life-changing. It's the exact same treatment, more or less, that, that Sienna had. And I've seen Sienna go from somebody that needed um, assistance in walking to climbing wherever she wants running around wherever she wants. She's on holiday at the minute. I think she's out swimming. She's in swim pills, swimming around the place. Like, it's it's ridiculous how much it does for these kids. She's going to go to school in September. She's going to walk into school in September unaided. I'm hoping one of one or two of our lads will be there to walk in with her or just, you know, talk shy to her while she's walking to school because we're deadly at that. And Bobby is in the same situation, so we want, really, really want to get him there. So check that out. The rest of the week on the trippers, because people always ask, um... Tomorrow's winners and losers. 
Tuesday we're going to record an audio podcast where we're going to try to get as many season predictions as we can. That would be three or four people having that discussion where we will open her up even though it's an audio recording, we've done it last week, where people watching can join in, jump on screen, if you're on a laptop, um, desktop, wherever it might be, and give your prediction as well. So that'll be Tuesday. Wednesday, uh, we're going to move the viewers' voice into Wednesday, just a bit of planning going on, and Friday will be Premier League forecast, and then we'll be into the season. So, And we'll tell you how that's going as we move on. Keith, anything else before we go? No. I won't buy as well anymore, Stardy, so I'm good. Great to be back. As Kev said, meaningful game. Great to see it. Yeah. Bit of intensity up the reds. And um, will you sort yourself out for next week? Because you're a fucking yeah, mess this week. I will, Lex. I'll be okay. beside the pool next week, having a pina colada. Will you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going, boys. I love you. So see you later. Go <laughs> on, see you, Come here. So will I. Yeah. So next week oh, it'll be next. Kev, Shawnee, um, and I'd say Chris will help us out and Emmett might help us out. But um, while me and Keith are away, we're drawing up a plan for shows. We're planning shows. We're getting them all together. We will make sure we try to get them out for your audio downloads. Um, and in fairness to the lads, I've thrown it out to our lads and they've been brilliant. They're like, look, just let us know the schedule. Let us know the shows. And they'll jump in as hosts, as guests, as editing and stuff like that. I think I'm letting F- Phil is going to edit a lot and get out the audio download. So the, yeah. Phil is brilliant at doing all that stuff. Yeah. But it's saying that he won't edit out anything. So it could be really bad. It could come back to multiple lawsuits. Um, so that's how it goes. Oh, one thing, the uh, fantasy, the code for the fantasy team is Silk, uh, Silk 6F. F, F for Freddy. F for Freddy, yeah. yeah. If, make sure you get involved. Make sure that if there's any edits to your team, that they're done before Friday night. Yeah, if the first it game has is to be Palace against first, Arsenal yeah. Friday night, isn't it? So it has to Friday be done by night, yeah. probably 6 p.m. on Friday, somewhere around. Yeah, before, yeah. Well, before kickoff on the first on the first game. Yeah, so it'll be um, probably two hours before kickoff. Probably might be yeah, six but you're locked in. Yeah, you're locked in then until... The following week, then it's one substitution per week. Kind of ah, thing, listen, you know? mo- most will lose interest. But listen, I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell without telling you, I will tell you, make sure you're in our league before day one. That's all I'm going to say to you. Make sure you're in our league before day one. That's all I'm going to say. And if you don't take up that advice, it's your own bleeding fault. And I don't want to hear the likes of Avo, who just pretends he no- sees nothing, hears nothing, doesn't know anything about shows, constantly asking me what stuff's going on instead of just actually looking for himself. I won't hear it. When we get to week two and you go, oh, I actually forgot. Well, fuck you. All right. I can't say any, any clearer than that. Can I, Keith? No, that's as clear as you can be. Yeah. Fuck and I've, I've asked for Keith's back up because he's on a hangover and he's taking no shit off nobody. To be prepared. Yeah. This is an angry Keith. <laughs> that has been the fat back for uh, one hour and 23-ish minutes. Um, it's been really good. Thanks to Shani for joining us. He's gone back out. He's back in the captain at this stage. <laughs> yeah. What a Fair play to For a fella that doesn't drink often, he's really smashed it this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to Keith who's come back from a two-day wedding. He's off the back of a two-day uh, hangover. He's still recovering. few thanks days to, left of it as well, it's like. Thanks to Kev who left the pub and came home to do this. Yeah. And thanks to me who went to watch the guy and still made it home to do it as well. And thanks to everybody in the chat. Loads of people in the chat giving out. Well, not a lot of people liking. Listen, we've given up. Right? Yeah. If you like it, like it. If you want to subscribe, subscribe. If you want to share, share. There's nothing we can do about it. All we do is come in, chat, have a laugh, and we'll see how we get on. That's the way we are at this stage. The name uh, of the game. Yeah. No super chats. 
none of that messing. If you want to give us any money, the link is in the description for Bobby. That's how we work. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.